Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession. With your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madel Mazella and Caitlin Rabai. So today we're talking about saying yes when you really want to say no. Yes, it's so good for all the people pleasers out there. I know that I tend to automatically say yes, sure, no problem. Anytime I'm asked to do something because I want to, you know, I want to please. I want to be portrayed. I'm a nice person. Love me. Like me. I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. (laughs) And so automatically I'm like, yes, whatever you need, but without thinking about it. Yeah, I think that good girl syndrome is it's an epidemic among teachers that we all want to be liked, accepted, be the good girl, be the one who's super helpful, super accommodating. Like that's why we chose teaching in the first place because we want to help people. So it almost feels wrong to say no to people when they ask you for something. So how do we get past that? Because we can't do everything all the time. We're each just one person. Yeah. Well, just recognizing that fact, right, that you're not saying yes because you're being authentic. You're saying yes because you are expecting to be portrayed as something. Let's say it's an insecurity, maybe, for some people. But, you know, just being aware that that's your default. And then, like, pausing for a minute. And when people ask you to do things, think about it or have like a a key phrase that you say, let me get back to you on that or let me think about it. You know, some key phrase that you maybe say before you say yes. But it's so bad when we say yes right off the bat because then you think you made a commitment. You don't want to go back on your word. We put ourselves in this weird place because we don't want to be uncomfortable in the moment, but then we make ourselves miserable afterwards because once we say yes, and then we really meant to say no, then we are struggling with ourselves and we are like, oh my gosh, suffering the whole time because we didn't want to be uncomfortable for three seconds. Yeah. You pay that price of not wanting the uncomfortability for however long, and then you have it for however long the task lasts afterwards, which is usually a lot longer than that moment of saying no. Even though I said, like, we want to be liked, I think that that's true. But that's also for many people out there culturally, because we were raised to be agreeable, to never question authority, and to sit there, look pretty, Don't open your mouth. Do not embarrass your parents. You know, whenever someone asked you to do something, you were, yes, of course, and very pleasant and very agreeable and nice. And, you know, how can I be of service? (laughs) So it's cultural. And then, of course, later on, you're like, wow, why am I like this? It's nice and you think you're being nice, but I don't know that I want to be nice. I want to be kind. I just don't want to be nice all the time now. I think changing that agreeableness, we can tweak it a little bit almost into like questioning, which is a strategy I know we've talked about in other podcasts too. If you're not sure about a situation, you can always just come back with more questions, like get clarity on what the situation actually is, get clarity on like how much the time commitment's going to be, what all of the pieces of it are. 
instead of just automatically saying yes to things because we feel like we have to say yes. Like that gives us clarity in our relationships with other people and it can give us clarity in all of those tasks that we're saying yes to when we mean to say no. Because once you have the whole picture of what the commitment is that you're actually saying yes to, I think it's a lot easier to make an informed decision and come from a place of knowledge instead of just like a people-pleasing place. Yeah. Something very interesting is that for me, for example, and I know so, for so many other people too, I never thought about it. It never bothered me when I was being agreeable or being super nice. And I thought, well, this is just naturally how I am until you get older. And then you see how not everybody's like that, right? And then the resentment piece for me was what triggered me to question my behavior, because I thought if I have to sacrifice to help someone, that is the right thing to do. In fact, that is the morally, like I have high morality if I do that, if I sacrifice, that means I'm a great person, right? It made me feel good. So whenever someone asked me for anything, it's like, of course, no problem. And if that entailed an inconvenience for me, I dealt with it. When I saw that whenever I asked for something and it inconvenienced someone else and the person said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I felt triggered. And I'm going to use the word triggered. I'm like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> Wait a second. What's that? What's that all about? Are you not supposed to say yes? You know, like, you're a good person. It's not even that big of an inconvenience. So why can you say yes for me? I started questioning my behavior, you know? So I'm like, wait a second. He or she is a good person. Nevertheless, they don't say yes right off the bat because it is an inconvenience for them. But wait a second. So why can't I just do the same? It just, it didn't come out naturally. I would always say yes still. But my resentment grew bigger and bigger. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, I feel like it's connected to the last episode that we had too, like about the manual. So we have manuals for other people. And then we also have manuals for ourselves of what we feel like is the formula to be a good person so that we can feel okay. So we have to kind of look at those manuals that we have for ourselves and say like, why do I think this makes me a good person or a bad person? Like, what is the expectation that I have for myself that I'm like, putting myself into all of these different boxes and then having these feelings of resentment. And does it make sense to continue doing that? Like, do I want to do that? Because that's the other option that we have when we're saying yes, when we mean to say no, is we can change our thoughts about that and the resentment that we have. So I think a lot of times when I've committed to stuff <laughs> and I meant to say no, but I'm already committed to it, I have to really work on my thoughts about it because that resentment, like you're saying, can really build up over time if you didn't mean to say yes in the first place, but you did it out of obligation or because it's the manual that you have for yourself. And that comes with a lot of like thought work and looking inside and why are we feeling resentful about this and what can we change about our feeling of whatever the situation is yeah I never ever heard or labeled myself as a people pleaser and when a friend of mine labeled herself as a people pleaser I thought this is insane why would you say that about yourself but so that's when I was like wait I think I am a people pleaser that is disgusting <laughs> that is disgusting. And that inner critic was really harsh. And I was like, and, and the inner critic was, how could you? How is that possible? Why? You know, um, so when you really don't have an understanding of, of yourself in your actions, because you're acting on automatic and because you're really believing all the things that were taught to you or that you learned, and those thoughts and behaviors and, and beliefs are going 
unquestioned, that's what happens until you decide to question yourself and and the things that happen and, and then you observe and then you come to the understanding that being a people pleaser or saying yes does not benefit you because every time you say yes, you go further and further away from yourself. And I like to describe it as a little bit insidious because you're not being your true self. You're not being true to the person that you're saying yes to. And more importantly, to yourself, you're expecting the other person to like you a little bit better. Just do right by you. Don't lose your sense of self and your sense of worth because you want others to do what? You cannot make other people do or feel anything they don't want to feel. So you might as well make yourself happy and act with authenticity. And when you feel great about that and about your actions and about your yeses and your noes, whatever the other person feels is none of your business and you truly do not care. And you're like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I don't need your approval. I don't need, I don't need it. I'm good. And I think a lot of times too, um, related to the last podcast that we did, a lot of times when we say yes, when we mean to say no, it builds up like resentment in that relationship. So like, I know I've said yes to things with family. And then when I get to the actual thing, like I have such a poor attitude about it because I'm (laughs) resentful. And then like it, it almost like negates the entire thing. Like I said yes to this thing. I'm spending time doing it and I'm going to be miserable the whole time doing it. So (laughs) it doesn't build the relationship. It doesn't have the outcome that we were looking for of people being like, you're a nice person. You're all of these things that we're looking for because we're showing up. Like I show up like an angry gremlin and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't want to be here. I didn't want to do this. So really paying attention to those things and like what the outcome is that we want from the situation. So if like we want, if initially we wanted to feel like a nice person, we can feel like a nice person by behaving in certain ways. If we're going to go into a situation and feel resentful, then it's going to change the the outcome that we have in that situation. And it might not even be worth our time at that point. <laughs> like we might as well go back and say no, if we're going to show up in a way that we're like not proud of. Yeah. I loved how you put that. Because if you're going to do the thing and feel miserable, what in the world? I loved the idea of you can disappoint others. Others can handle it. People can handle being disappointed. It is not your task to avoid it for them. Who are you to think you can prevent someone from feeling disappointment? That idea that I don't have the control to prevent disappointment from others, I loved it. Because it allowed me to to free myself from a lot of things that, I mean, so many things. Just like I was disappointed when, you know, someone couldn't do something, right? And I handled it. That person, whoever it is, could handle being disappointed. And I love something I heard from Jorge Perez Campos. He's a therapist. And he says, we need to learn to allow others to judge us, to laugh at us to think they know who we really are, to give a side eye, to distance themselves from us, to exclude us, to reject us. It's okay. I loved when he said that because they're going to probably do it anyway. We cannot control people's actions. And I love how uh, Byron Katie, she says, that's, that's their business. There's three things, my business, their business, and God's business. 
And whenever I want to control how somebody else wants to perceive me, I am so aware of it right now. And I'm like, oh, 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 back it up. That's none of my business. That's their business. And I love that. It's just like, it's so nice. It's really freeing. And if you guys listening can try it and let us know how it goes for you, it would mean the world to us because we want to know that, you know, maybe you're taking some golden nuggets from what we're saying. It just feels amazing, Caitlin, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the idea. I think the way that Brooke says it is like, let other people be wrong about you. In the end, like you're the only person who knows who you truly are, like inside of yourself. And like all of these other people like have a different version of you in your mind, in their mind. And we're never going to even know what that is. Like 99% of the time, they never even share that with us. So like the only thing we can truly control is our opinion of ourselves and knowing who we are and showing up the way we want to show up. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like in life, you have to be your own best friend. You have to figure out what your own stuff is. And when we take that focus inward instead of outward to what everybody else thinks and what everybody else is doing, it can really make a huge difference in like our self-concept and the way that we like appreciate ourselves, love ourselves, think positively about ourselves. Because I know a lot of people pleasers are looking for that external validation and it's so fleeting. Like they want approval. They want to be like appreciated by somebody else. And that's why they're doing the things they're saying yes to something when they mean to say no. And being validated by somebody else or somebody saying they appreciate you the feeling of that usually lasts for like 10 seconds and we can't live our lives for those 10 second moments. Like that's one of the things I hear from teachers a lot is that like people don't appreciate what I'm doing. Like I'm not feeling appreciated. Like I'm the only person who can make me feel appreciated. Somebody saying thank you to me or writing me a card, like that's a lovely gesture. I think that's amazing. But we can't live our lives for those tiny moments that where somebody says that we are great or we're whatever. We have to feel that about ourselves. Yeah. And I oftentimes have conversations with one of my really, really close friends whenever we make plans to see each other. And one of us has to cancel, which happens many times. She's learning from <laughs> the podcast, actually. She's like, wait a second, I'm, I listened and I, I'm implementing this and I actually said no to something. But it also happens with the two of us when we make plans and we have to cancel for whatever reason. We both accept that it is what it is and we do not get mad at each other. We have such an authentic relationship because we understand and we whenever we meet we pick up where we left off we talk about the awareness piece and she's also she can be a, a people pleaser and so being aware of it and, and just like saying no more often and putting yourself first and how happy you get when you do the right thing by you and not sacrifice yourself because you think you're going to please others. When in fact, if they know you, if they know your heart, you don't have to do that for them because it's not expected. I don't expect her to sacrifice anything for me, to go to inconvenience herself. And same thing goes for me. Like she doesn't want me to be inconvenienced. We meet when we, when it's perfect for both of us. Just having that kind of relationship and, you know, because she's also kind of, on the path of like self-awareness and that type of thing. It's so beautiful because we're both like, we're two grown adults and um, <laughs> yeah, we can handle anything and, and it's okay either way. It's so cool. So wonderful. Yeah. I love that. And I loved what you said about half too. It just reminded me that like, that's one of the concepts that Brooke taught us, taught us like initially is that like, there's not anything in the world that you have to do. 
Like you don't have to go to your job. (laughs) You don't have to do any of those things that people are asking you to do. There's not really any have to in this world. There's like always alternatives. There's always different ways to handle things. And that just gives me, it doesn't make me not do anything. It makes me happier when I do the things that I choose to do, because I know that there's nothing that I have to actually do in this world. Like everything is my choice. Everything is up to me to decide. And it just gives me like a sense of or a feeling of freedom to kind of make things the way that I want them to be. And that's really the only thing I can control in this life. So (laughs) that's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics. So please reach out to us. Links to our websites, freebies, and social media accounts are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.